Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. An iPhone for the Arts. Written by Bob Ramsey. Last year, the tech giants made almost a trillion dollars in revenues. Put a different way, a thousand billion. It's little wonder that governments starved by the pandemic are screaming, share us the money. Or that news organizations, whose fall is a direct function of social media's rise, are looking to their captors to be their saviors. In Canada, this takes the form of girding the governments of France, Finland, Germany, and Austria to regulate Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft, whose sheer globalness allows them to avoid taxes and sanctions for smothering the arts and creativity in each of the home and native lands they profit from. For our own news organizations, as the Globe and Mail reported, Canada's news industry lobby group is pressuring the federal government to force Google and Facebook to pay for content from all domestic media platforms, rather than allowing the digital giants to divide and conquer by cutting a series of deals with news organizations. Our governments need money. Our news media needs money. But while we absolutely need to keep our outlets of truth open, the Washington Post's motto is, democracy dies in darkness. We also need to make sure the arts make it off the ventilator as well. As John Keats said, beauty is truth, truth beauty. The arts was the first industry to close down in the pandemic and could be the last one to reopen. Two-thirds of music venues could stay shuttered after we're all back. Last year, some 115,000 arts and entertainment workers lost their jobs. True, in its April budget, Ottawa earmarked nearly $500 million to help the arts and sports sectors. But while that sounds like a lot, much of it will be spent over three years. And, like so much arts funding, it's hard to plan beyond a year ahead because there could be a new government in power eager to tear up the previous government's multi-year funding programs. There's got to be a better way. Here's one idea. It landed last week in Britain in the form of a letter to the editor of The Times, signed by three Oscar winners, five Turner Prize winners, and eight Royal Academicians. The idea is simple. Put a tax on the purchase of smartphones to create a fund that in Britain alone could generate as much as £300 million a year. As The Times reported, the smart fund would see between 1% and 3% added on to the price of electronic devices, such as smartphones and tablets. As British artist Frank Bowling later wrote, This is without any cost to government. It is the younger artists, up-and-coming creators and performers, the next new wave, the next coolest band, who will really benefit. Naturally, the tech companies think this is a dreadful idea, said Tech UK. It is an arbitrary tax on consumers that is hugely bureaucratic to manage and with no transparency on how funds are dispersed and spent. 
What they don't say is that there's no effective way for creatives, writers, composers, singers, and actors to be compensated when their work is downloaded and stored by consumers. They're SOL. Someone told me that creativity is the production of social surprise. Creativity is all about new ways to view the world. So imagine my surprise when I learned that the smart fun isn't a new idea at all. It's already happening in 44 countries around the world. Even more surprising, Canada is not one of them. Then again, we already have the highest mobile phone costs in the world. So, asking you and me to pay even more for our smartphones is a bit unfair, even though I know that extra 1% to 3% is going to support a thing I love. But why should we pay for the over-success of the tech companies? Why don't they pay for their own actions? Especially since 10 of the world's richest people, including Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg, all saw their fortunes grow by $540 billion since the pandemic began. Last summer, at the height of the pandemic, Apple became the first American company to reach a valuation of $2 trillion, just two years after hitting a market cap of $1 trillion. So yes, I suppose I'd hold my nose and pay that extra tax on my next iPhone in order to save the arts. But I'd far rather ask Mark Zuckerberg to do it. This fall in Toronto, Kerner Hall, Massey Hall, Roy Thompson Hall, T.O. Live and History are all planning to host live events, as is the Toronto Symphony Orchestra and the National Ballet of Canada. The hundreds of artists who work for these organizations will be back to work. And these are just the bigger players in a vast diaspora of arts groups and artists who make Toronto one of the most active art cities anywhere. But most of these organizations are stumbling to opening night. They need help. Wouldn't it be nice if the tech giants agreed to fund their own smart fund in Canada and not ask us or the federal government to pay the freight for them? It's the least they can do. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.